You are now listening to Tough Gages Podcast. Welcome back to the Talk Your Jits podcast. This podcast is, as the name implies, all about jiu-jitsu. I'm your host, Lamar Smith. And today's guest, a blue belt who trades at Ryan Tide Academy, located in Westminster, Maryland. Ladies and gentlemen, Corey Ducart. Hey, Lamar, how you doing? Good, sir. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, thank you uh, for having me. I appreciate it. Man, the, the pleasure is all mine, sir. The pleasure is all mine. But uh, so let's get it started, man. You know, if you want to formally introduce yourself again, by all means, and let's hear about your jujitsu journey. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So my, again, my name is Corey Ducart. I'm a blue belt at Rising Tide Academy. I live in Westminster, Maryland. Um, the academy that I train at is in Finksburg, Maryland, uh, and they also have two other locations, uh, one in Columbia, Maryland, and uh, just recently opened one up in Hanover, Maryland. Uh, I've been training uh, for coming up on two years now. May, uh, the beginning of May will be two years, May 6th, actually. Um, got promoted okay. to Blue Belt, got promoted to Blue Belt last August, um, which, you know, I realize is a, is a relatively quick promotion um, to Blue, but I had, uh, had gotten addicted pretty quickly and trained like an absolute madman uh, up until that point and, and still do. Um, you know, it, it's, it's interesting because I didn't start training until, uh, I was 36. It was, it was about a month before my 37th birthday. Um, so I went many, many years not knowing a thing about jujitsu. Um, and now it's something that I do, you know, five to six times a week and, and have pretty consistently since I started. Isn't that crazy? It, it's, it's pretty phenomenal, man. It's, um, <laughs> You know, it, it's, it's really weird, you know, and it's, it's very stereotypical. Like I, I'm, I'm the same, I'm those, that guy that's like, oh man, I wished I would have started it earlier, you know, um, and didn't, didn't find it till I was in my mid to late thirties really. Um, but you know, uh, whether or not I'm making up for lost time now by, by training as much as I am, I, I don't know what it is other than, um, it's, I mean, physically it's, it's done wonders for me for sure. But, uh, and as cliche as it is, it's mentally, um, you know, it's, it's done a, a lot of good for me also. Um, you know, I, I, uh, in 2021 was promoted, um, at work and, you know, stepped into a, a really great position at my company that I was very proud to have. But with that came a lot of additional stress. Um, and, and in May of 21 is when I started training jujitsu. Um, so I always joke with my manager that, you know, when he promoted me into that position, it was no coincidence that not long after that, I started choking people for fun, you know, <laughs> to, to release some of that stress. <laughs> um, but it does help, man. I'm not going to lie. It does help. <laughs> no, it, it helps tremendously. <laughs> yeah. You just get to go in this place, this padded room, put on some, some killer pajamas and choke people and, you know, so you don't have to choke people out in the streets. Right. That's right, man. That's right. It, it definitely helps. Uh, and yeah, you know, I, after, you know, you know, I, I train mornings uh, on some days before work and then we'll also train in the evenings on other days after work. And I mean, it just does make a big difference, you know, in, in how I then approach the rest of my work day uh, when I'm able to train in the morning, you know, um, just, you know, uh, that release of endorphins and, and dopamine and things of that nature after a good session um, just allows me to kind of go into the day in a better mental state, you know, um, and then vice versa yeah. at the end of the day, it just kind of allows me to end the day and, um, clear my mind. You know, it's, it's really, you know, jujitsu is the one thing I do, uh, 
in my life to work to, to that when I'm doing it, I'm 100%, you know, present in the moment um, and not thinking about anything mm-hmm. else, you know, not thinking about, you know, work or family things or, um, you know, focused on the task at hand. And, you know, I, I mentioned that, uh, I don't know how many months ago to one of the black belts at, at my academy and uh, he had a pretty good take on it. He said, well, you, you know, it has to be, you know, you can't really uh, give your focus on anything else when, when somebody's essentially trying to kill you. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta be pretty focused on what's going on. And, and that's true. You know, that's true. It allows me just kind of to clear my mind. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. As a, as a person who deals with uh, like, you know, I have ADHD and, Usually when it's jujitsu related, that's the only time I'm like 100% focused or, you know, if I'm doing art or whatever. But, yeah, like I was literally just talking to uh, one of our blue belts yesterday. Uh, we was rolling and just talking about how, like, when I roll, like my mind shuts off and I'm just muscle memory and autopilot at this point and can roll for like 10, 15 minutes straight, not a care in the world. But it's it definitely... It, it's definitely a mental changer. It's like soon, like from the first day on, like if you give it some effort, yeah, it'll definitely help out for sure. Yeah, no, a hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. It's just been such a good uh, experience. Like I said, physically and mentally. And uh, you know, I've, my whole family uh, is in, is uh, involved at this point, you know, it actually, my son has wrestled. I've, I've got an eight year old son and a five year old daughter. Uh, and my son has wrestled since he was four. Um, so we actually found rising tide Academy just through Instagram ads. Um, and I thought it'd be something good for him to do in between wrestling seasons, you know, just because of the, the natural similarities that are wrestling and, and jujitsu. Uh, so I'd signed him mm-hmm. up originally and, um, you know, he was in, he was enrolled for a month and taking classes and I was you know taking him to the classes and while sitting there, you know, kind of on the sidelines watching his classes, I, you know, would peek in, in, uh, and see some of the adult classes and it, uh, you know, sparked my interest as well. So he actually, I kind of credit him for, um, getting me involved, you know, um, then about eight months later, <clears throat> my daughter turned five, we signed her up. Uh, and then about a month later, my mm-hmm. wife we finally, we finally got my wife on board. So, um, my son is coming up on two years in, uh, my wife just finished her first year and my daughter just finished our, her first year as well. So yeah, we've got the whole, all four of us, um, enrolled and participating and, you know, it's been a really cool thing that we are able to do as a family as well. I know. Right. I mean, it's like, it's nothing like packing the whole family up to go do ju- like jujitsu. Yeah. Cause like yeah, my wife, yeah. my wife trains, my daughter trains, uh, I have a three-year-old, so she's not there yet, but She'll be, <laughs> yeah. she'll be, you know, putting on that gi, you know, stepping on those mats as well. So yeah, absolutely. Now it's been, it's that, that's been the really cool part. And look, man, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, you know, when I, uh, my son, you know, when we had signed him up and then when I signed up, like I said, about a month later, um, and, and immediately took a, a, a really big liking to it and was training a lot. Um, so selfishly, you know, getting them involved, I felt a little less guilty, you know, when going all the time, now that I can bring them with me, you know what I mean? And I'm not just yeah. coming home from work and then leaving, you know, right away. So now uh, they don't all go as much as I do, but they do go, you know, three-ish times a week or so. So there's enough times where we're all kind of going together and it, it is kind of like a family thing, which is, which is nice. Yeah. Cause like, uh, like, yeah, my wife, she, she started um, maybe like a few 
a few months after I did uh, initially, and then uh, we had our second child and COVID. And then, so it was just like, she was, she wasn't been able, she hasn't been able to train, but like, you know, she's back at it now. And it's at a, a part where I'm, uh, I'm starting to compete. So I train a lot more. And just to, like those, the difference of me being, you know, me going to the gym and she's like, you know, then you're going all day, you know, blah, blah, blah. But now it's like, she's there with me the whole time. She's like, oh yeah, we know you got XYZ coming up. So that means you're going to be staying late for class. She was like, all right. And she'll sit on the sideline, wait till I get done. And then we go home. So it's just like, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. But she understands. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I, I can relate a hundred percent, man. Like I can, you know, that's, um, you know, it, <clears throat> you know, I, all of us going together helps. And yeah, when there's competitions coming up, whether it's for me or my son, you know, we obviously turn it up even a little bit more. Um, but yeah, the, having the whole family involved makes it a much more supportive environment. That's for sure. Man, I'm telling you, it, it just makes everything so much easier because, you know, if you come home beat up, they understand why. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why do you keep doing this to yourself? Like, yeah, you're yeah. right there with me. So shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. So, um, so and you, you, know, you said you got hooked early uh, in your, you know, in your jujitsu journey. Um, do you remember like when, like when it happened? Yeah, I, I do actually. Uh, so, and, I, and actually it's funny because I tell all the new folks that, that sign up, you know, at our Academy now when I'm having, you know, see new guys come in and been there for a month or so, you know, it's like, I almost feel like the first, you know, five to six months or so, at least for me. And, and it kind of seems that way for others. Like when you're rolling and you're, things are happening to you and you don't even know what they are, you know what I mean? Like you're just, you feel like a baby out there. And, you know, I mean, any, any dude, any man that can be a little demoralizing at first, you know what I mean? And it, and it certainly was for me. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I was a, a relatively in shape athletic guy, even though I was in my mid thirties uh, and just got ragdolled, you know, routinely <laughs> for a while, you know, <laughs> and uh, I'll never forget, man. There was a moment I was probably about, about two, two and a half months in maybe um, it was training pretty consistently, um, but just, you know, just taking beatings relentlessly mm -hmm. um, and I remember, you know, leaving one class and sitting in my car in the parking lot and uh, thinking to myself, like, eh, maybe this isn't for me. You know what I mean? Like maybe, I, you know, uh, you know, maybe this isn't maybe I'm not going to be good at this or maybe I'm not going to like this. And um, it was kind of like a moment of realization because I, I, I kind of thought for a second that, you know, at the moment, yeah, it doesn't seem like it's for me, you know, um, <laughs> but I thought about, all right, well, if I walk away from this in, in defeat, essentially, like, what does that say about me as a man? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, corny as that may sound, but it's like, like, that's me quitting. Like, you know, so I, at that point I was like, all right, I'm going to figure this out. And, and in reality, the only way to figure it out is to stick with it and just keep going, you know, as much as, as possible. And, and for me, that was, you know, they just kind of allowed me to put my nose to the grindstone and just go relentlessly until I started, things started to click for me, you know, just one by one. Um, and I mean, look, I'm only a blue belt. So there's, there's still so much, you know, an infinite amount of time as far as that progression goes, you know, left for, for any of us. But, um, you know, you do get to a point where it's like, it starts to really, really become fun when you start to pick up just parts and pieces and things, you know, start to make a little bit more sense. And when you are getting submitted or you're getting swept, at least, you know, why, like, Oh, I, I screwed yeah. up. 
why that happened. You know, <laughs> you know. Then it, even then, you know, when you're, like I said, when something uh, not great happens to you, but you understand what what you did to put yourself in that situation, you know, then the the mental aspect of it um, and kind of that, you know, like we all have heard before, like that human chess aspect of it kind of comes into play and it, it becomes a bit more fun. Um, mm-hmm. And then once that happened for me, you know, is when I really just you know, really, really kind of fell in love with it. Um, and I, like I said earlier, you know, in the conversation, it's, it's, it's so weird to me that I went through that many years of my life, not having a clue. Um, didn't know the first thing about jujitsu, you know, I never wrestled. Right. Up. I was a baseball or football player growing up, you know, never wrestled, never did any type of, you know, contact sport like that. Um, mm-hmm. to, to now, you know, it's, it's hard to even fathom not having it in my life in some way, shape or form, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause I, I still remember my first uh, class, like it was yesterday. Like it, it always plays in my mind. Like when I talk to people about, uh, you know, their their first time doing jujitsu, cause mine was, you know, similar. I I I played football a lot in, uh, you know, little league, high school, whatever. So I was like, okay, I, I I can handle myself, you know, whatever. It is what it is. But the the first two people I rode with was one guy was a white belt. He was a lot younger than me, and I got manhandled. I'm like, no, yeah. no way this little guy is doing this to me. Yeah. Like, uh-uh. So second time I rode was an older guy. He was a blue belt. And same thing, washed. I couldn't move. He just full control the whole entire time. And I'm driving home. Like, I just know I didn't just get manhandled like this. Like, there's no way this happened. So, yeah, I had those doubts. Like, yeah, I this is stupid. I, I, I got, I felt a little bit embarrassed because it's yeah. like, Hey man, how did you, you know, one guy was younger than me and smaller. The other guy was way older than me and smaller. And I felt like the weakest one in the room. Yeah. Being the, like one of the biggest guys in the room, but I felt like one of the weakest. Yeah. So I was like, nah, I, you know, I thought about it. Uh, then, you know, uh, the, uh, a friend of mine who got me into it, you know, talked about it he's like yeah man you know what happens man you just gotta stick with it and i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna stick with it because this shit ain't happening again <laughs> right, yeah. that's exactly right man and that's exactly what it was for me too it was like it was a matter of like uh you know the, the realization that there are you know size look size is important there's weight classes for a reason but it's not the end all be all you know and, and there are little guys you know when i when i joined i was probably walking around at like one or excuse me 220 ish um now I'm 195, but I mean, I roll with, you know, 145ers and 155ers today that are proficient and, you know, they give me fits, you know, I mean, then I got 50 pounds on them. Um, so yeah, size, you got the right technique, you know, size. And that's, that's what, what I like about it too, is that, you know, that the humbling aspect of it, you know, um, puts you in check real quick, you know, real quick, <laughs> real eye opener. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there's so many guys at my gym that, uh, I mean, look, if I didn't know any better and just saw them on the street, like in your mind, like, ah, I could take that guy. And I would be horribly mistaken. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that would be so, so wrong. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, we, um, our school, you know, we, we, slow, we're slowly growing. So we got like a lot, a lot of white belts and one guy in particular, uh, he was in the army, I believe he wrestled, he does kickboxing, strong guy, strong guy, man. And 
we rode for the I rode with him for the first time. Uh, I think it was Tuesday, and we started. And I'm like, all right, I'm not about to outmuscle this guy. I'm not about to outspeed this guy. And I just rolled this wave for like 10, 15 minutes. And next thing you know, I had just hear this. <gasps> I was like, oh yeah, it's time. <laughs> it's like, it's time. I was like, I'm like, you're getting pretty tight. You're on top, you're pretty tight. He's like, uh, uh, no. And boom, swept, choke out. I was like, yep, yeah. yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah man that that's the move with those you know the young athletic types especially the wrestlers that come in man like i said i never wrestled but i can tell now you know training as much as i have over the last couple of years you know when, when we get wrestlers that come in you can tell real quick who wrestled and who didn't you know um, mm-hmm. but that you know so their explosiveness always is better than most of the people in the gym but they tend to gas themselves out a bit too quick you know um yeah and, and that was a little bit of a struggle i mean when my son signed up you know as a wrestler first um you know again in my mind when i signed him up it's like all right this will be a good something you know something good to do in the off season between his wrestling seasons and he still wrestles um but what i didn't realize when signing him up is, is that certainly there are um, similarities but there's a lot of differences too you know and, and the main one being um you know having your back on the mat you know, and when he during his wrestling seasons, you know, he was trained for two years. Like as soon as your back hits the mat, you know, you flip over to your belly, which in jujitsu is the worst thing you could possibly That's do. No, no, you know, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, no. So he he had a you know, and, and at the time he was six years old when I signed him up for jujitsu. So that was a bit of a learning curve for him. Like, all right, today I'm wrestling, tomorrow I'm doing jujitsu, and just kind of understanding the differences um, of the the strategy uh, and the technique. Um, and he really, you know, he's he's eight this year. He just finished up his fourth wrestling season. Had a great season, but this year is when I really start to see that aspect of a click for him, you know, where things were working. Um, he won a number of different golds in jiu-jitsu tournaments this year and then, you know, nice. finished 13 and five in his wrestling season. And I could see, like, he, he, he now understands, like, what to do and when to do it. Um, when those first couple of years he was struggling, he would give up his back in jiu-jitsu tournaments and get choked, you know. So it's it's neat kind of watching him, you know, have all that kind of come together. Yeah. And that's yeah, that's that that's the vein of wrestlers. Like, you know, they come in, you know, they're they're still they're explosive, they know how to use their size, but see as soon as they back turns to Matt, they turn and you know, go to turtle and it's like, Oh, come on now. Don't, yeah, don't make don't don't make this easy for me. Don't make yeah, this too easy yeah. for me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So uh do you compete? Or you thought about competing? No, yeah, I do and have. Um, not terribly consistent with it, um, just you know, due to life. But I've been in, I think probably six or seven tournaments, um, both in gi and no gi. Um, I won one gold in at white belt in no gi, and I've won uh, three golds at blue belt, all in the gi. Um, nice. Yeah, so I've um, had a nice little run at blue belt. I actually. I was, I was, as far as matches go, I was undefeated in all my matches. Once I got promoted to blue, um, <clears throat> up until December, um, I went up to a, a tournament in Pennsylvania and, um, lost my first match there. And, and, uh, you know, it was, a it, again, it's, it's the beauty of jujitsu. It was a, it was a, an ego check that I probably needed. You know, I got the blue, I was doing really well in the tournaments and feeling good about that, obviously. Uh, but then you quickly are, um, someone else is out there to remind you that you still got stuff you got to figure out you know what i mean yeah, right. 
The jujitsu guys came down like, nah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Calm it down. <laughs> pump, yeah, for real. Pump, pump the brakes, old boy. Pump the brakes. <laughs> like, slow down, Turbo. Uh-huh. You still got a lot to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. This this is this has been you know a hell of experience. Uh, you know, just learning jujitsu and one of those things that you know, luckily we were able to learn early is about that ego, like you your ego will get checked on the first day hands yeah. down no ifs ands buts about it because you know you you come in they you know that one person comes in they think they know everything and don't they think they're gonna like out muscle everybody and can't and it's always like the smallest person in the room beating up the biggest new guy and Absolutely. they don't show up no more yep Absolutely. i've seen it so many times oh yeah me too man absolutely um and that's, you know, like I said earlier, I, there, there's certainly a, a huge part of me that wishes I would have started way earlier, you know, in my 20s. I, I wish that would have been the case. But I've also thought, you know what, I don't know from like just a, a maturity standpoint, an ego standpoint, that I would have been ready for it in my 20s either. Yeah. You know? Like I've, I've considered that, you know, if I would have started then, you know, um, I, I guarantee you the the initial outcomes would have been the same. And, and I don't know how I would have handled that in my 20s. I mean, not that I was some like egomaniac, but you know, <clears throat> I've certainly grown up uh, a ton between my early twenties and my mid thirties when I started, you know, uh, training. Um, so yeah, part of me wishes I definitely would have gotten involved earlier, uh, but I've also thought, I don't know, maybe, maybe it was, it was the right time, you know, when I did. Yeah. Cause I think about that too. Like, man, I look at my daughter and I know you look at your son now and it's like, man, if I could have started at your age, oh man, oh, man I, you know, it'd have been a monster, but yeah, I think it's, I think I started when I was supposed to because yeah. in my twenties, I was, you know, I was anger issues. I had real bad anger issues. And I know if I would have took enough first loss in jujitsu at that age, I probably would never came back. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I found it when I was supposed to find it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and that's, you know, I think that's important for everybody and, and, continuing on you know i mean there's there's so many stats about how many people start you know and then quit you know that um quit as white belts you know never even make it to the to that first you know belt promotion um it's it's tough you know i mean they always say like you know jujitsu is for everybody but not everybody can do jujitsu do you know what i mean yeah it just just depends on it it, i mean not to toot our own horns or anything but it it takes a level of toughness to stick it out you know and both both physically but i think just as much mentally like i said that that day when i was sitting in the car like i don't know if this is for me you know that was kind of a wake-up call like all right you're 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 being a punk you know yeah stop stop being a punk (laughs) i mean that's what chris harder said you know he said the best you know it's not you know it's not who's the best who's you know who lasts longest yeah that's right yeah who's left yep Cause yeah, I've talked sure. to, you know, even before the podcast, just out, you know, just be out and about and I'll, you know, have on something jujitsu related or like a t-shirt or a hoodie, like I'm always wearing and people be like, Oh, you know, you train, uh, you know, oh, I used to train, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, what, you know, how long have you been training? Oh, I've been training for like eight years. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I, I stopped at blue and well, I ain't training this long. And I'm like, Oh, why you know, what made you stop? I don't know, man. Just, mm-hmm. I was like, no, no, that's not an excuse for me. Like, I need something. I need something better. Like, it's, you know, it's it's just that that blue belt itis. Like everyone gets a blue belt and they just disappear. 
Yeah. I've, I've seen it, man. I've seen it. I mean, when I, when I got mine, there was a number of us that, that were promoted the same day, um, and were tested the same day. And, um, I mean, there's probably about uh, half of us that are still coming and that was only six months ago, you know? <laughs> so it, uh, and that's, what's weird to me. Like, obviously I've been, I've been familiar with that, you know, the blue belt stereotype of, you know, getting the blue and then quitting, um, you know, almost essentially from when I started jujitsu, certainly as a white belt. And I mean, I just, I don't know, I can't imagine, um, the thought process in that, you know, and saying, all right, well, that's enough. I did it. You know, there's so much left. Um, like I said earlier, I mean, you know, from a knowledge perspective and an infinite amount of knowledge, I don't think you ever, uh, get to a point where you're not, um, still learning something. And that's, you know, one of the, one of the things I really like about the Academy that I go to, um, and it's the only Academy I've ever been to, so I, I don't have a ton to compare it to, but what I will say to rising tides credit is, you know, we have a lot of different black belts, um, that we have access to, um, mm-hmm. you know, and which I think is great because, you know, everybody's jujitsu, um, is different because of their body type. Um, you know, whether they're a small guy, a big guy, a strong guy, a weak guy, fast, you know, and, and different types of games that they play, uh, jujitsu. So having the access to that many different black belts, um, you know, there's like, there's six and that we work with, um, and I take different classes with all of them you kind of wow. get, dif- you get so many different looks and, and different perspectives of, of jujitsu that I think is super, has been super valuable for me um, in kind of figuring out, okay, well, what is my game going to be, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and kind of understanding that. So um, it's, it's just, I feel very grateful, you know, having access to those types of guys. Yeah. Uh, we are, our school is small. So, uh, you know, we have our instructor who's a black belt. We got me and another guy who brown, one purple belt. I think two, ooh, two or three white, two or three blue belts. Yeah, two or three blue belts. And then, you know, we have a handful of white belts. But, even, yeah, I mean, even some of our lower belts, they'll, they'll come in and they'll like, oh, you know, I saw something on YouTube or Instagram. And they'll show it. It's like, huh, all right. Let's, let's, let's work there. Let's, you know, let's figure it out. Let's dissect it. Let's, you know, let's, 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 let's make it work and find out what doesn't work and, yeah. you know, go from there. And my instructor is the same way. Like I, I, I guess you want to say, I get my teaching uh, method methods from him. I, he's only one I've been under for so long. So he when the same way he approached new techniques or people asking questions the same way I do. They're like, yeah, man, you know, I saw X, Y, Z and da, da, da. Okay. Do it. Show yeah. me if you got the video, show me, but let's work it, see what works and doesn't work. And you know, this is the only way you to me, I feel like you get better. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So. I, I, well, what I was getting, yeah, I kind of got off on a tangent there, but it bring it back mm-hmm. to like the, the always learning aspect and um, around the different mounts, the black belts that we have at our academy. You know, one thing I've noticed is that you know, all of them, when when one of the others is teaching, like you'll always kind of see you know, one or two of them, if they're in the academy at that time, kind of either either taking the class um, just as a student and, and drilling with us um, or just kind of like, you know, peeking in and listening in and picking up different tips. Um, and they're having those conversations on the side about something. Hey, I saw you did this. Show me how you were teaching that. And, you know, it just it, it just kind of proves the point that, you know, the, I think the folks that are um, true students of the game, like a black belt, 
is, isn't the end all be all, obviously. I mean, the, from a knowledge perspective, you know, I mean, obviously we look at them and consider them the experts and, and they certainly are, but um, I, I've always admired the fact that the, the ones that I am, am close with, you know, are constantly, um, constantly continuing to learn and, and try to get better and picking up different tips and techniques from, from their peers as black belts. Yeah. And, you know, you know, hats off to my instructor as well, because there's never a time where he's not learning something. You know, I've yeah. never there's never been a time where he's like, yeah, I perfected X, Y, Z. Because he'll yeah. be like, we'll work something Tuesday. And then Tuesday night, two in the morning, he's sending like, oh, look what I just found. And he, uh, It would be like similar to a technique that we did Tuesday with yeah. class. And then that Thursday, like, oh, yeah, we about to work this and break this down and blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, we work together. So we'll talk about it at work. Like, oh, yeah, nice. did you watch the video I sent you? And it's like, well, yeah. we'll, you know, go over it at work and then work it in class the next day. So, yeah, man, we're it's just always, always, always learning. Always learning. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's what's cool about it, man. It just it's, um, you know, it's forever challenging, you know, mm-hmm. um, it, it's, you know, it's super challenging to me at this stage in the game, obviously. Um, and, and I know that it will continue to be for a long time. And that's what I think intrigues me about it so much is that um, <clears throat> it, it doesn't get easy, you know, um, and I, I, that's what I like about it. I like that it's hard. You know, I like that I have to mm-hmm. figure it out. Um, yeah, it just, it's, it's what keeps me interested and has so far. Yeah. It, yeah. It's like you said, it's, you know, jujitsu is constantly evolving. Um, because when you, when you look at it, for example, you know, you're a blue belt. Once you get to purple, then a new white belt to start walking in and they have you now, like you have the people before you, they have you now and the people before you. So it's like, and then when they get older, they have you, everybody in front of them, and so on and so forth. So like the the younger generation always gets better so much faster, mm-hmm. which in turn it has to make you get better because like I I got to be able to keep up with them now. Absolutely, yeah, so, Ab- absolutely, yeah. And I've seen a little bit of that already. You know, I mean, I think back, you know, when I first started out, you know, there was a group of students that were at you know blue and certainly purple that you know just kind of took me under their wing and and um, you know as those, those beatings that I mentioned, you know, in the beginning of the discussion there, I mean, they would always take the time to be like, Hey, you know, you did this and show me, you know, um, where I, how I got myself in that position or what they did to get me there. Um, and, and that was, that's a huge help. And, and, and I've tried my best, you know, on, on the occasions where, you know, I may be getting the better of someone is make sure I'm explaining that to them and, and walking through it with them because the goal is, you know, uh, you know, when we, obviously it's just like most gyms. I mean, we call ourselves a team, you know, um, and the mm-hmm. goal is for all of us to to get better. You know, um, no one's there, you know, trying to claim claim scalps, so to speak, you know, with taps and things of that nature. You know, we're we're there to, um, you know, enhance the the entire group, you know. So it's that that level of communication um, through the process that allows us all to get there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the best, um, you know, school dynamic you I look for. Um, even when I, you know, I haven't done it a lot, but the few, um, well, the, the one time I, I went to another school, it felt like my school. Yeah. Everyone was, you know, everyone was chill. Everyone was cool. You know, as soon as you walk in, everyone's speaking to you. So it's like, all right, well, 
this 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 is cool. This is I like the vibe. And then you get on the mats, everyone's in, everyone's happy, everyone's talking to each other, and it's like I made a ton of friends in a matter of two hours. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. We'll do um, uh, at, at one of our locations. They'll do these really really large open mats, and they'll get um, they have I think it's seventy two hundred square feet at that location. So it's a really big mat space, huge. Mm. And they'll do these really large open mats a few times a year and get um, probably six or seven different folks from six or seven different schools to show up. And I mean, we'll get, you know, 60 to 70 people there for these open mats and it's, it's that type of environment. So you get, you get different looks, you know, from people that you don't roll with normally, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, it's just, everybody's having a good time and, um, you know, you meet a bunch of new people, uh, you know, similar to like when you go to tournaments, you know, and I think that's the thing, like for new people, um, walking into the gym for the first time, you know, in any Academy, uh, is intimidating, you know, at least it was for me, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I would imagine that'd be the case for, for practically anybody that's brand new. I mean, it, it's an intimidating thought, even though it's not necessarily an intimidating environment, but you don't realize that until you get in the environment, you know, and that's, I think the hardest part for a lot of people. Um, but I think once you get in it and you realize that, you know, everybody there is, is there for the same reason, um, you know, whether that be just, you know, physical health or mental health or learning some type of self-defense, um, and that nobody's there, you know, at least not in any good gym, I would say nobody's there to, you know, rip somebody's arm off, you know, and hurt anybody, you know, we're all there to, to, to be able to do this for a very long time, you know, um, but it is intimidating, you know, so I, I understand for anybody that's, that's get wanting to get started, like taking that first step, you know, and, and, and walking in and actually trying a class. Yeah. And I, I can't remember the gentleman's name, um, but I saw this video on, on YouTube. No, I'm sorry, on uh, Instagram. And he was talking about belt rankings. And he was saying how he, he was just asking the question, like, what do you think the hardest rank to get to? You know, I've, you know, people saying black, some people saying brown, you know, purple. He's like, no. He said, all are good, all are good answers in their own right. But the hardest promotion is to get is promotion to white belt. Mm-hmm. And we're like, you know, he, I'm, I'm like, okay, you got me hooked. But what, what are you, what are you saying? But you know, he was explaining how, like, you know, prom, you know, promoting to white belt is something that you have to do yourself. That's that's the that first step of walking into the gym. You get, yep. you know, you you buy your first belt, or you know, if the if the instructor has extra, he'll give you one. But you buy your first belt. You give yourself your own belt. Mm-hmm. It's up to you to prove to yourself and to you know your instructor and everyone else that you you know, you deserve to be promoted to something, you know, promoted to better than white belt. And only way you're going to get there if you, if you do it yourself. Yep. Yeah. So no, I agree. I was, like, that, I was like, that makes a lot of sense. It's a great point. It's an absolutely great point, you know, because that, that at times can be the hardest part is, you know, getting up off the couch and saying, all right, I'm going to go give this a try. And, and, you know, walking into an, uh, you know, what could be an intimidating and even unknown environment, you know, for somebody trying something brand new. Um, Mm-hmm. It's tough. It's a big. It's a big mental hurdle for sure. For sure, yeah. Because one one big thing that that got me was with my wife uh, when she started training. She was she was really really hesitant to work with anybody else but me. Yeah, which I understand. I, I understand you. You know, being the only female in the school. You know, in the school, mm-hmm. <clears throat> we'll get like you know maybe a female every now and then, but they you know just stop training. So she just trained with majority of the guys. And it's like, I want to help you, 
but I'm still an assistant instructor, so I can't just put a hundred percent focus on you. But I'm like, you, I'm like, you, you got to get used to it. And she's yeah. like, I know, but it's just, it's, it's nerve wracking because I don't want to get hurt and blah blah blah. And I'm like, oh well, you can still pick and choose who you work with. You don't necessarily have to just pick the the available, you know, the last available person. Like, no, you pick who you're comfortable with, work with them, and then you know, you take it from there. But yeah, now she's willing to work with other people. And it's like, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Small victories, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely, man. And and you know, yeah, you know, I think everything we just said around, you know, that that mental hurdle of of walking into the gym for the first time or being intimidated by it. I think it's true for men, but it's probably 10 times for, for a female, you know? Um, and it was the same way that with the story and situation you described was the same way for my wife. You know, when she first started, she had a lot of hesitation around that, you know? Um, and I get it for obvious reasons. It's, it's, it's intimidating. Um, and it's different for them, you know, than it is for, for guys. Um, but yeah, very, very similar to your story, you know, in the beginning, she, she drove with me for a while and and would roll with me and then just kind of sit out. But now she's, she's in there full-time you know she 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 gets after it pretty good um but it, it took it took i don't know uh, probably a month or two you know to where she kind of got to that level and at that point you know she she had had some time to start to get to know some of these people too just through conversations mm-hmm. and whatnot which i which probably made it um less intimidating and, and less uncomfortable um you know and she knows now like who she can roll with who's not just gonna you know completely try and you know they're not going to just smash her on the mats inside control or something like that. You know, I mean, nobody at our gym would do that to, to any females or anything, you know, let them work and, and, you know, put them in some positions. And, um, but again, when you're new, um, and you don't know anybody, I, I get it. That's a, that's a tough one to, you know, mentally to kind of get, get past for sure. Yeah. Uh, cause I've had, um, a few other, uh, female jujitsu practitioners, uh, come on the show and, you know, that was, uh, one girl in particular, you know, that was her her biggest fear, you know, mm-hmm. being a female, dealing with guys, you know, this be real. You're in very compromising positions mm-hmm. and, you know, past traumas or whatever could trigger something, set something off because you, you know, if this is something you first learn and you got someone heavy on top of you and you can't move, you, yeah, you feel helpless. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such a, it's such a mind, it's such a, you know, a mind fuck where it's like, I know what I'm capable of, but for some odd reason, I cannot move. Like this yeah. guy got me trapped and it's just over for me. Yep. But, but yeah, that turn, you know, she was, you know, she mentioned that a couple of times. She didn't go into too much detail, but she mentioned a couple of times. And then later on in the story, you find out like, boom, she competes on a regular. She's yeah. a blue belt. She's, she's a ref. She's a this and she's a bad. I'm like, well, damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what, like what, what, like what a 180, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah, that's, that's tough, man. It's, it's definitely, and that's why, like, I, I mean, look, any, um, you know, any guy that sticks with jujitsu and, and progresses up the ranks, I mean, obviously I take my hat off to him, but, but even more so to, to women that are doing it, you know what I mean? Because it's, like I said, I do think it's, it's probably much harder for them, at least in the beginning stages, you know? Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I talked to a few blue belts, a couple, I think like last week I talked to a purple belt and, that you know, those are the ones that's like really interesting because it's like, wow, you you push through a lot, to, yeah. You know, to get where you at, like you know, yeah. a, a female, you know, you don't see a lot of them, but you're starting to see like female black belts, right? yeah. You know, uh, uh, purple belts, brown belts, and just destroying on the mass. And it's just like, that's 
that's awesome to see. Yeah, I love it. No, it's great. That's great. I mean, it's, it's one of the reasons why I want, you know, I mean, my daughter's only five. With both my kids at this point, I mean, my goal for both of them is just like, all right, they're they're training. They like it. I'm, in my head, I'm like, all right, just don't screw it up. Like, keep it fun for them. Keep it so they want to keep doing it. You know, I don't want to burn them out. So I don't ever, you know, there, there are days where they're like, nah, we don't want to go today. So that's fine. Don't, you know, I, I try. Uh, I don't push them on it. Um, you know, I, I remind them gently that, hey, you, you signed up, you know, so you, you guys need to utilize this. But most of the time they want to go, but there are certainly days where they, they don't. Um, and I'm trying just to keep it fun for them because I want them to stick with it, uh, both of them, but specifically my daughter, because I think it's, you know, for women, you know, having that confidence and, and you know, having that type of knowledge on how to defend yourself um, mm-hmm. or, or get out of a bad situation. You know, if somebody's, um, you know, grabbing a hold of you or something, you know, I think anybody with some that, you know, that level of training over that many of years that even if it's a much larger guy that maybe can overpower them, like the, you know, I think a well-trained woman can, can put herself in a position to, you know, at least get away uh, or get the guy in a position to, to, you know, slow down whatever type of attacker, you know, is, is coming that way. So uh, certainly want my daughter to stick with it for as long as, as possible, for sure. For all those reasons. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And ironically, that's the conversation, um, you know, me and my wife had on the way to class the other day. Like, you know, if there are moments where I'm not around, I feel more comfortable knowing that you know how to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Your survival, you know, your survival rate is higher just from the few, cl- you know, just from the few classes that you that you've taken. Yep. You may not be proficient in it, which is OK, but that person that's attacking you is not right. It's not, a, it's, you know, it's a, a very unlikely chance that a, a trained martial, I'm not saying it's not possible, but what's the likelihood of you being randomly attacked in the streets by a martial artist? Very unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> very unlikely. Like, you, you know, he followed you to the alley and slap bump and then try to take you, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. but, <laughs> but like, yeah, but just to, you know, her to be able to be, you know, more aware of her surroundings, be more comfortable uh, with herself. And, you know, if a situation gets heated, you know, she know how to protect herself. Because even if I am around, but not necessarily close by, and it just gives yourself a higher survival rate. It just, if, I, if I can get there, if someone can get, you know, you get someone attention and so on and so forth, that's all right with me. Yeah. That's perfectly fine with that. Absolutely. I, I can sleep better at night, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's a it's definitely comforting, you know, knowing that you know, the folks around you have you know uh, some level of of self defense like that for sure. Because especially with kids nowadays, you know, yeah, we've you know everyone experienced bullying at some point. Mm-hmm. It happens, you know, but yep. nowadays with social media and just I don't know, man, just kids are just so ruthless. Yeah, come you know when it comes to bullying, like I. I, you know, I've, I've seen, you know, videos and heard stories and I'm like, man, the worst thing I've seen someone do is get slapped or punched or whatever, but this is just downright torture. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, I, re- I would refuse to let my, you know, let my children go through anything like that. Agreed. Yeah. And that's, you know, for my son, that's what I tell him all the time. And, you know, I would just mention it. It's like, him starting wrestling and jujitsu at the ages that he did. I'm like, man, by the time you get into high school, like you'll be a bad dude, man. You just need to stick with this. You know, like you get into your teens and you've, you've, you know, trained in those two uh, martial arts for that long. Like 
and like I said, I'm just, you know, I want to keep it fun for him. You know, I don't want it to become a chore in any way, shape or form, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, like I, I grew up playing sports my whole life, uh, baseball, um, uh, mostly at, at, at a young age and always enjoyed it, you know, um, had a blast, but we, you know, played a lot of it and uh, I want to make sure that he gets to do other things as well. Um, regardless of what they are, but, but still, you know, always have that jujitsu and, and wrestling to fall back on um, when it's time. Definitely. Definitely. And I, you know, I look at my daughter and it's like, okay, yeah, you're, you're seven. You're, you know, I think she got like three stripes, but like, man, just to think in a couple years, you'll be X, Y, Z, or by the time you hit 18, it's a, you know, it's possible that you could be a black belt. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm like, I just, pray I'm around long enough to see something, but yeah. you know, 18, you know, 18 years is a long time, but well, not 18 years, but more like 11 years now, but um, yeah. still, you know, still, we don't know what, you know, we don't know what the future brings, but I just hope that I can keep her head into it long enough to where she's like, you know what? I don't mind doing this. Cause right now she's doing it. Cause she's a kid. She wants to be around me a lot. Yeah. So when she gets to that age where she's like, she wants to be alone or be, you know, be her own person. I'm hoping that jujitsu is still going to be a big part of her life. Yeah, absolutely. I don't blame you there, man. I'm, I'm with you hundred percent on that one. I'm like, man, I just, I just, cause like, I, you know, the, the, the memes you see on, uh, on, on social media is like, I don't want the daughter, like, you know, if my, if my daughter go on a date, I don't want the daughter after, you know, that a man needs to protect her. Right. Like if a guy comes to meet my daughter, it's like, I want to be like, Hey, luck yeah. <laughs> like, like i'm not worried just good luck yeah you yeah know? exactly like, yeah. no threatening like when are you gonna bring my daughter back what's your intentions with my daughter no good luck yeah, yeah you better mind your fees and fees that's right <laughs> like i'm not worried at all sir have a, have a good time you know? yeah man it's, it's peace of luck. mind it's peace of mind for sure Absolutely. for sure for sure but yeah she, you know they'll be fine they'll, they'll they're, they're they're in good hands for sure yeah yep so uh, we have a, uh, you know, talk your just podcast question. Um, your top three people, man, who are the top three people you would like to roll with? Oh, geez, man. <laughs> That's a tough one. All right. Let me think here. Every um, rank is the same reaction. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that I would like. So, uh, all right. I would like to roll with, um, I don't know, probably Gordon Ryan. And that's mm-hmm. maybe cliche uh, just because I want to experience and feel you know what he does to everybody else just so obviously i watch him and i see what he does to everybody else but it's like all right what's really happening there you know like what's really happening yeah, yeah. he uh he and, and john danaher did a seminar at, at rising tide before i had joined i wasn't there oh um, that sucks yeah um but uh you know one of my coaches and, and one of the owners mike stewart um uh who hosted the seminar uh, for them uh, has said many times, like when he, when he, uh, I think it was just in back control. I think Mike said like the, the way Gordon, um, held back control, he said was, was different than anything he's ever felt, you know, and, and Mike's, you know, he has rolled with a lot of different, very talented individuals, you know, um, throughout his life. And he said, Gordon was just on a next level. Um, um, and then I would say, uh, Helson Gracie, um, because we're a Helson Gracie, uh, affiliate school. So, mm, um, okay. uh, Mike and Jordan Stewart, the, the brothers that own rising tide, both got their black belts, um, from Helson and a number of other, the guys, other black belts that I've mentioned there also did. 
Um, I did take a Helson Gracie seminar last year, which was pretty awesome. Um, you know, uh, again, just for the same reasons, you know, not necessarily wrong with Helson now. He's, he's quite a bit older, but um, I'm sure he would still absolutely destroy me. Uh, not not suggesting otherwise, but just, you know, in his younger days, just again, just to experience that, I think would be cool. Um, and let's see. Third, uh, I'll go with Mikey Musumeci, just because he's one of those guys that uh, that I mentioned earlier um, that prior to jujitsu, if I was just walking down the street and saw Mikey Musumeci, I'd be like, I'd tear that nerd up. And again, I would be, I would be terribly wrong. <laughs> so, you know, just, uh, I think that would be my three. Isn't it, isn't it funny? Like, you know, you, 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 you get into like, you get, you get into this martial art and you put on these jujitsu glasses where it's like, you look at someone it's like, yeah, I could take him. But then yeah. you see people like him or the Rotolo brothers and it's like yeah. these small, nerdy looking guys. And you just walk into a room. It's like, that guy better is an assassin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we just easy. Like no one knows because no one, you know, no one looks like, you know, a lot of people who does ju- like who does jujitsu doesn't look like they do martial arts. Right. Like yeah. for a prime example, Ryan Hall. Yep. Like if you saw Ryan Hall walking up, it's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, get out of here. Not physically intimidating at all. Just, just at all. Looks. Yeah, no, absolutely. Just from looks. Yeah. yeah, but he will fold you. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like you, like you blink, your face is looking at your back pocket. Like, how, how do we you, get here? Like, what, what you, happened? You cannot, uh, you cannot judge a book by its cover in jujitsu. That is no hundred percent sure. And if anyone tries to, they're gonna get, um, they'll be corrected very quickly. 9.5 times out of 10, you will be corrected in yeah. those violence of ways. <laughs> yeah. That is exactly right. Yeah. 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 So, Corey, man, what, you know, if you got anything else going on, man, with you, uh, you know, by all means, share if you want. Uh, shout out your school. If you got any uh, competitions coming up, man, you know, the floor is still all yours. No, I appreciate it, man. Um, now, so I'm not registered for any competitions currently. Um, I'm sure I'll get one or two in this year. Um, kind of pretty much just look for, you know, ones that are local and, and ones typically that my son wants to do. Cause usually if I'm taking him, I might as well register myself. That's kind of how yeah, it might as well, right? it's usually how it goes for me, which those become very long days. Cause the kids always start first thing in the morning and then, you know, adults being at the end. So, um, I started, uh, last year, um, teaching the, the competition youth class at, at rising tide, um, at my location. So, um, well, I'm, I'm one of the, the helpers essentially, you know, we have a black belt that, that teaches the class for the kids. And then I help, um, help with the kids classes doing that. So I'll go and help kind of coach and corner some of the kids when we're doing that and then try and compete at the end of the day. Um, but nothing on the schedule as it stands today. Um, other than that, man, that that's about it. I really appreciate you having me on. This was a really cool, uh, experience and, and enjoyed the conversation, man, very much. Man, likewise, man. It was great to have you on sharing your 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 new jujitsu knowledge. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thanks again. This was fun. No problem. No problem. Man. I would love to have you back, man. You know, you know, check up on you from time to time. You know, see how your your journey is going, man. And you know, like I said, have you back on the show and talk some more about it. I would love to. Yeah, absolutely, man. We'll have to stay in touch. And um, yeah, I would love to do that. Awesome. But yeah, that's the end of today's episode. I would like to thank Corey one more time coming on the show and sharing his uh, his wealth of knowledge. Hope you guys gained something from our experiences. 
Uh, please go and follow our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube page to stay updated on all future episodes. This has been Talk Your Jits Podcast. Keep rolling, keep grinding, and remember, long live jujitsu. Have a great day.